Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers. And friends, this is week three of our Psalms for Prayer series, and what a series it has been. So good. Such a treat. And this week, we are joined by the one Courtney Doctor. Courtney is a Bible teacher. She is a retreat speaker, an author, and a well-educated woman who loves God's Word, and it just comes right through. And we, Amanda and I had a good time learning with her and reflecting on God's Word with her and just truly sitting with the Spirit in these five Mm -hmm. psalms that we're going to read as a community this week. Before we get into this episode, I want to remind you that we will be—this is the last week of the series, which means a new series begins next Monday. We, as a community, will be opening the Old Testament book of Ezra together. Amanda and I are really looking forward to this one. Historical narrative. We've been kind of jumping from one thing to another, and this will be a great place to be at the end of this month. It's a little bit of a genre hop. So let's go. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, last week for Psalms for Prayer, let's get right to it. Courtney, thank you for joining us. This is such a joy to see your face today. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It is such a joy to be here and see you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Letting me hang of out with course. you. Of <laughs> course. Yes, always, always. Well, you know that we've been in the Psalms and we've been deep in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of up to our shins. I was sure you were going to say gills, but I gills. like it. Yeah. Up no, to no. our gills. <laughs> and it has been good mm-hmm. and rich and surprising. What is, how do you feel when you, when Courtney Doctor mm. opens the book of Psalms on just like a regular old day? Tell us kind of your relationship with that book of the Bible. Mm. What a great question. I mean, what meets us where we are better than the Psalms? I mean, they are, That's right. you know, they really give us that space, don't they? As you were saying, we're up mm-hmm. to our shins or our knees or our gills or whatever it is that we're <laughs> up to. I mean, what a better place to be deep into mm-hmm. than the Psalms. They're so rich. They're so beautiful. And they give us that space to to breathe and to live. And, yeah. and not just that sort of affirmation of our lives, like, yes, this looks like my life. I mean, we'll see that in some of the Psalms, whether they're the the moments of joy or the moments of sorrow or despair, whatever it is, but also they form us and they shape us Mm -hmm. in a certain way. So they don't just inform us and they don't just give us space, then they change us and they shape us and they they take our emotions in a certain direction. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the Psalms are, I mean, they're powerful. They're powerful tools, but they're also just powerful for the Lord to work in our lives and to conform us more to His image, walk in His ways. Yeah. That's yes. right. Please, well, Lord. For those of you just joining us in week three of this series, if you haven't joined us in weeks one or two, I invite you to go back and listen to those. But what we are doing right now is just opening the book of Psalms. In our case, we're opening our reading guides, our study books. But we are just really looking at this week, we'll be looking at five Psalms that can be utilized for prayer. So we're kind of like exercising, like, how do we pray scripture? And I don't know. It's just been really meaningful to me, not just like the prep and like the actual like alone study, but even having these conversations has taught me even more and just kind of enlivened and like increased my hunger for like, oh, I want to read more Psalms now. Like we've only done, you know, 15 actual reading days. It makes me want to go deeper. Yeah. My mom reads a Psalm every day. 
I don't Brenda know that, Bible, ladies and listen, gentlemen. With a name like that. Yeah. But it <laughs> I think she has done that mm-hmm. off and on for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. But like that's not an uncommon practice. And right. yet I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful to do that because especially if you're deep in doctrine or historical narrative or the law, which mm-hmm. are all so necessary and so beautiful mm-hmm. in their own ways, to end that reading daily with mm-hmm. with a psalm is just sort of that space to breathe that I was yeah. talking about. There's just that it's bringing it home to our daily lives in a way that that some of the other genres don't. Right. It's funny you mentioned doctrine and historical narrative because that is our sandwich that we have right now. As a community, we wrapped up uh, reading Romans right before this series started. And <laughs> next Monday, as a community, we will be opening the book of Ezra. And so really, like the doctrine, the historical narrative, we get this like psalm sandwich of just like three <laughs> That's weeks. fantastic. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so psalm sandwich it is. I love it. I love a good psalm sandwich. Yeah. And the truth is that... <laughs> All of the Psalms can be used for prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Like we chose 15 strategically because they represented different scenarios, different types Mm -hmm. of prayer, uh, different needs, different styles. But the truth is that the whole book of Psalms is kind of Mm -hmm. a vocabulary Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. (laughs) for prayer that actually gives us words that we can pray. Would you read the ones for this week, Rachel? What are our headings this week. Okay, yeah, let's go. The first two weeks, you know, that we've been reading through things like a prayer for times of need, a prayer for mercy, mm-hmm. and such. And this week, I really like our selection. I, I mean, too. it's a good week, Courtney, mm-hmm. to be here. So we're reading a prayer for guidance, a prayer for rescue, a prayer for hope, which was a great one, mm-hmm. a prayer of longing, and a prayer for trusting God's faithfulness. That one really got me. I really loved that one, too. So this is a good week of Psalms for prayer. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, which one, as you did the reading, Courtney, which one's like, which one really got you? I got to stop saying really got you. Like, which one well, really they all spoke really got me. I mean, they all really got me. But I think one thing yeah. that I was so just impressed with, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but that, mm-hmm. that really stood out was even the progression of them mm-hmm. as I looked at that, even as she read those out. Right. And the, the mm-hmm. progression of the Psalms, at first, I was like, no, 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 we need to put 146 at the end, like, you know, because it's this. But then I realized that this, the way you have it laid out is mm-hmm. really the rhythm of the Christian life. And so there's Ooh. this calling out to God, like, I don't know what to do. I'm in this situation and I have no idea what to do. And then, yeah. you know, David calls out like, help me. Like, I need you. Yeah. You need to rescue mm-hmm. me. And then there's this Psalm 146 in the middle that I was thinking, no, we should put that at the end because it's <laughs> one of the, you know, Psalms that we find in the last five books, which close out the right. Psalter. And they, right. they're they all about hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's this rhythm in the Christian life. Like, that's how we live. We gather on Sundays and we remind ourselves of things that are true. We rehearse these truths. We we repent, we rejoice, and then we go back out and live. And so in the last two Psalms, what we see is now that I've reminded myself of who you are and how worthy you are, now I remember I long for you and I trust you. And those are the last mm. two Psalms. And so that's I right. just, like, I loved the progression of it because I'm like, that's the rhythm of the Christian yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you pointed that out. I didn't insight. even notice that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't know to like think of it in that way, but it is absolutely true. And that while 
in the Psalms, like the individual Mm -hmm. different Psalms, we see that as well, where life is happening Mm -hmm. and we can't wait for it to slow down or for things to make sense to then turn and worship and praise and trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's actually something that happens you know, is interlaced with all of these circumstances that just have bowled us over, you know, and are terrifying. And so we, you know, it's all together. It's like, okay, if that was a sandwich, this is like a salad. It's like an emotion (laughs) and circumstance. That is so good. Salad. (laughs) I love that. Yes, yes. And that's life. That's what life is. And that's how the Psalms reflect that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about the big picture stuff, Courtney, Something that struck me was the use of the words for and of, because some of the titles were a prayer of longing, but others were a prayer for guidance or a prayer for hope. I first read the title, A Prayer of Hope, and then I was like, no, no. This isn't a prayer of hope. This is a prayer like, Lord, give me hope. Right. And there's a difference. And it was interesting then to read that psalm in that context. The prayer for hope is, like you said, it's Psalm 146, and that's on day 17 of our reading. But I had to like kind of step back and just go like, wait, is he coming from a hopeful place or is he going, I need to feel hopeful? But in any event, it's interesting. Like you for pointed both. out, yeah. he starts and ends with hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And I love that's a halal psalm, as mm-hmm. they call it. Yes. But it makes me want to start and end my prayers with hallelujah a little more often. <laughs> right? Right. Yes. I love the difference between four and of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was kind of jarring, Rachel, like as we've been in the Psalms for two weeks, mm-hmm. and this is week three, this is the first of the selection that we have read yeah. that begins with Hallelujah. And I was like, oh, we're going there first. We're starting with Hallelujah. Right, because yeah. in a lot of the Psalms, it started with like, Lord, help. Lord, yeah. I, I am... I cry out in my distress. Right. I am experiencing this or I am feeling this. I loved, loved, loved... The the, the second half of this psalm where it just talks about what the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. And I I needed to read that. I needed to hear it. Courtney, would you be willing to read Psalm 146 for us? I would love to. Psalm 146. Hallelujah. My soul praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing to my God as long as I live. Do not trust in nobles and a son of man who cannot save. When his breath leaves him, he returns to the ground. On that day, his plans die. Happy is the one whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever, executing justice for the exploited and giving food to the hungry. The Lord frees prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises up those who are oppressed. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord protects resident aliens and helps the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Zion, your God reigns for all generations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just so good. You're right. That second half is so beautiful. It's just like this like preach to oneself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the psalmist is praising God for who he is, right? In right. verses five and six. And then mm-hmm. in seven through nine, it's for what he does. For what he and does. look at all that he does. I mean, he's like, right. he's doing all these things, you know, he's just, yes. he is working for yeah. 
his people and predominantly for his people who are marginalized and oppressed and suffering and in pain and hurting. I mean, it's a it's a really beautiful picture of who our God is, that he's the one who helps the helpless. Um, The father of the fatherless. And even that contrast between verses four and seven, between what happens when we place our hope in man versus what happens when we place our hope in the Lord. Verse three and four says, don't trust in nobles and a son of man who cannot save. When his breath leaves him, he returns to the ground. On that day, his plans die. And then that contrast in verse seven, you're talking about God now, he remains faithful forever. And so like that contrast to me is really beautiful. And it's just that like, what is true? Mm-hmm. Where do we put our trust? Where do we put our faith? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you all have been doing the worksheet. So if, you, <laughs> if you're if you in this series with us and you have a reading guide, we have a worksheet for every day where you can kind of like work through the details of the psalm. I loved the worksheets. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, because you could really, those questions really called, yeah, mm-hmm. those instructions mm-hmm. really called attention to those different aspects of like, what are we asking God to do? And then what are the instructions to us? And And in this particular one, in Psalm 146, you know, it's a corporate, well, all of these, I mean, that, Mm -hmm. okay, so that individual and corporate aspect to all of these, right? The majority of these that we're studying are like the recording of an individual prayer, but all of these were used in corporate worship. And so there's like the tension between those two things going on all the time that even when it's this individual, we're listening to an individual pray to God, we're also we remember that they were used corporately and they're meant to shape the corporate people of God. And so in Psalm 146, when he's saying those things, like you were just talking about, that this is what Israel, this is what the people of God needed to remember is that, you know, remember who your God is. Don't put your trust in lesser things, but put your trust in the eternal, faithful, powerful, redeeming, good God. And I think, wow, that is a word that the people of God, like corporately, we need to be reminding each other of this exact thing. Like we are so prone to put our trust in lesser things, aren't we? And that's what Psalm 146 is like, no, 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 don't, don't settle for that. I mean, look Mm -hmm. how futile that is, but but put your trust in God. Yes. The question on the worksheet this is what requests are made to God. I don't think there are actually any overt requests to God in that psalm. And yet, the praying back and mm. proclaiming back to God who He is, what He is already doing, in it there is, like it does feel like a prayer for hope of like, okay, Lord, like just by nature of me, like remembering who you are and proclaiming who you are, I am remembering and increasing my faith, right? But mm-hmm. also there's just kind of this implied, like keep doing what you're keep doing. Keep this alive in Keep me. being yeah. who you are, yeah, right? And even yeah. though it doesn't say that specifically, it just is really interesting. It gives me, hmm. it makes a person, myself, <laughs> who has historically struggled with prayer, I just get two in my head, right? I get two mm-hmm. like, am I doing this right? All of the, every format I've ever learned for prayer flashes before my eyes and I just really <laughs> struggle. But it gives me so much freedom to be like, any communication with God and from God, like that open line of communication is prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if it doesn't all look the same. In fact, 
it doesn't all look the same. Yeah. That's just not the way it works, yeah. right? Yeah, it's good. It's good to remember. So 146 that we just read to you all, mm-hmm. um, that Courtney just read to you, is going to be on Wednesday. But we get such a variety, again, this mm-hmm. week of prayer. I loved the prayer for guidance that we have today on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Psalm 143. So just backing up a few chapters. What a good prayer for guidance. Like Just like stepping back objectively. <laughs> I'm grateful that we mm-hmm. have this variety of prayers and that this is included in that variety. Yeah. Like yeah. a words to pray, Lord guide me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Courtney, how do you so there's a lot of identifying mm-hmm. so this is a Psalm of David. Mm-hmm. And as he does in other Psalms, he explains kind of the position that he's in emotionally just circumstantially, and like we get verse 4, my spirit is weak within me, mm-hmm. my heart is overcome with dismay. Yeah. And I found myself in these psalms, and I'm wondering what insight that you may have to offer, <laughs> like the difference between honestly presenting ourselves before the Lord and self-loathing. <laughs> You know, yeah. and like how I actually think the Psalms can instruct us in that regard. What do you I think, think about that? They're meant to instruct us in that regard, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there is, we see in David, you know, the man after God's own heart, the king to whom all the other kings are compared, the one that Jesus is so willing to say, I am a son of David, right? So, right. so there's great value placed on David. And then we hear David praying, like, my heart is overcome with dismay. I mean, he is. In this psalm, I mean, he is exhausted. He is confused. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand what's going on. I mean, he's. I mean, he says, "What does he say? The enemy has pursued me, crushing me to the ground, making yeah. me live in darkness like those long dead." I mean, David is. He is in a dark season, and mm-hmm. he feels the oppression of that darkness. He's he's completely at the end of himself, and so I think that we see, and then we can say. God welcomes that honesty. He's not—we don't need to have self-loathing for being weak, weary, exhausted, confused people yeah. that feel under the oppression of darkness. That's—we don't need to loathe ourselves for that. There is beauty and dignity in coming to God and saying, this is who I am. Like David, I feel these things. And we certainly can look forward and see that in Christ too, right? He was willing yes. to express so many of these exact same emotions. But mm-hmm. what is instructive in this psalm, not only is that instructive, that it's okay to bring those things to the Lord, but then mm-hmm. to to not end there. We don't stop there. We look what David did. And it's almost mm-hmm. like you can hear the conjunction, but in between verses four and five. Yeah. So he's like, you know, my spirit is weak within me. My heart is overcome with dismay. But I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work Mm -hmm. of your hands. Like meditate, reflect. And then he's like, I spread out my hands to you. I am like parched land before you. I mean, I am so thirsty and dry and Mm -hmm. cracked. And like, I mean, think of what parched land. That's what David's saying. I'm like parched land before you. And he's like, answer me quickly, Lord, because my spirit fails. Don't hide your face from me, or I'm going to be like those going down to the pit. And so we see, like, what did David do with those feelings? Well, he runs to the Lord. He 
freely and fully admits how he's feeling. And then he's like, no, I'm going to remember. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust. I'm going to think about your Mm -hmm. goodness and your faithfulness. And I know that you are then going to you are going to change me in the midst of it. You may not change my circumstances, but you're mm-hmm. going to change me in the midst of my circumstances. It's one reason, like I love your memory verse for this week, this idea that it is his face we need to seek. So we can seek his hand and it is good and right to seek his hand, right? His hand provides mm-hmm. for us, his hand protects yes. us, his hand comforts us. Like those are all things that his hand does. But the memory verse for this week is reminding us that above all, Above all, it's his face that we seek. And that's what Mm. David's doing in this song. Mm. He's he's seeking the face of God. Yeah, Mm. yeah. The titles of the days that we've given to the individual Psalms challenged me because on this one, for example, like a prayer for guidance. Okay, well, a lot of this doesn't seem like a prayer Mm. for guidance. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a couple of lines, reveal to me the way I should go, Mm -hmm. teach me to do your will. But then, like, as I kept reading it and thinking, okay, mm-hmm. but this was intentional, like, we titled it this for a reason, mm-hmm. that you see that, like, that remembering and mm-hmm. that moment, the but of, like, mm-hmm. okay, I am looking, here's what's happening, but mm-hmm. I look to your face, right? I seek mm-hmm. your face and I look to who you are, that that remembering and that turning is actually part of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the beginning. That's what mm-hmm. Proverbs tells us. Yeah. yeah. Um, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so it isn't just the asking for his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. But also ask for that too. Ask for that too. <laughs> ask for that too. Yes. It's interesting to look at the list of emotions that are on the worksheet. Uh-huh. And like you were just talking about, Courtney, you know, with David as a wonderful example of like, I mean, Every one of these we've got listed are things that we have seen David exhibit in the Psalms and elsewhere in Scripture mm-hmm. and the historical narratives. But also, I think that there's no exception for what we saw Jesus exhibit for us in the Gospels. And so as, Amanda, you were asking about, you know, the difference between, you know, maybe sorrow and remorse and self-loathing. Mm-hmm. Self-loathing is something we never saw from right. Christ, right? Yeah. And I don't know, just like it, interesting to just continue to think and unpack. I love that there's no arrival point, but I just love to, like, we continue to, like, mm-hmm. be um, spurred towards, you know, just kind of meditating on Scripture like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it ultimately it's forming us into people that trust, even yes. when we don't understand. Yeah. I think we see mm-hmm. that over yes. and over again in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. I think that there is, I've called it before, an idolatry of understanding. We want to understand. Mm-hmm. And that there is in the Psalms so many times that there's no understanding. And yet yeah. the psalmist ends with hope and trust and confidence in the Lord. And I think that's part of what's supposed to form us into people that are like that, that we can say in the midst of all those things, like you were saying, Rachel, that we may not understand, but mm-hmm. we yeah. can still trust. And I, I really saw that in these psalms this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, pausing this conversation to tell you about one of our podcast sponsors, Haya. Now, it's no secret that typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise, right? They're filled with tons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that your kids just don't need. 
That is why Haya was created. It is the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. It has 12 organic fruits and vegetables, 15 essential vitamins and minerals, and Haya has zero sugar. It's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, all the things you want in a children's vitamin. And somehow, kids still love it. And I have to tell you, so do all the moms with young kids here at the She Reads Truth office. So if you want to see if Haya is right for your family, we have a special deal just for you where you can get 50% off your first order. Just go to HayaHealth.com slash truth. Your first order will arrive with a super cute bottle that your kids can decorate with stickers. And then each month's supply of vitamins will arrive right at your door. You don't even have to think about it. This deal is not available on the regular website, so be sure to go to Haya Health, that's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash truth, and claim your discount and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey friends, quick ad break to tell you about a new dog food brand our family has discovered called Sundays for Dogs. I'll get to all the details of why Sundays is such a great product to know about, but first, I have to tell you what happened in the Myers home this month when our Vishla honey gave it a try. It was 4th of July weekend, and the firework sounds made her a ball of nerves for days. She's already a super lean animal, so three days of an emotional hunger strike from her regular dog food had her looking super skinny. Anyway, it was the perfect day for our first delivery of Sundays for Dogs. I opened the bag and she was immediately interested. Like, I think she thought it was a bag of treats. She could hardly wait for me to set the bowl down before she was inhaling their 90% meat, 10% vegetable, 0% synthetic mix. Her hunger strike didn't stand a chance against this stuff. And that was the first reason that I knew I wanted to tell you all about it. Besides the fact that Honey clearly loved the USDA beef and the all-natural chicken, she was also getting digestive benefits from pumpkin, ginger, and disease-fighting antioxidants. We've loved continuing to feed Honey Sundays for Dogs because, first of all, her enthusiasm for mealtime has not dimmed. But also, long-term enjoyment benefits include softer fur, fresher breath, better poops, and more energy, which she doesn't really need a lot of help in that department, but we'll take it. Listen, you know how much we love to talk about simplifying your life with subscriptions around here. So, along with your SRT monthly study book delivery, consider adding Sundays for Dogs to your list of subscriptions. Now, I've got details for how you can get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash truth or use code truth at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash truth. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. I loved in Psalm 142 on day 16, which I think, I guess that would be Tuesday of this week. So this one's called A Prayer for Rescue. Y'all listening, I realize we're jumping all around. Hopefully you have your books in your hands so that you can jump around with us. But even as you listen, these are just things for you to look forward to as you read these for yourself this week. But Psalm 142, I almost like was able to distinguish like a structure to it, which was helpful to me in this prayer for rescue. Like sort of verses one and two were the like, here's what I do. Like I cry aloud, I plead aloud, I pour out my complaint, I reveal my trouble. And then like kind of, you know, like we talked about in week one, these like elements of the Psalms, like what's the description of the present circumstance? And so three and four are the what's happening. You know, my spirit is weak within me. Along the path I travel, they've hidden a trap for me. No one stands up for me. There's no refuge for me. No one cares for me. Mm -hmm. And then I think that I'm encouraged 
by that third movement almost, Mm -hmm. where it just is like, okay, well, how do I respond? Or like, what am I asking? Even like the difference between what I ask versus what I need. I like it's the what I ask because I don't know what I need. (laughs) But that what I ask is like, I cry to you, Lord. You are my shelter. You're my Mm -hmm. portion. Listen to my cry. Rescue me. Free me. It's just a I like that structure because I think I can learn to pray that structure. Like I can pray this prayer, this Mm. psalm, but I can write a prayer in that structure and just appreciate the script that the psalms are and the way that Mm -hmm. they give us that format, right? I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. When I was looking at this psalm, just even how he changes from talking about the Lord like Him, like the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. That's right, yeah. And then He changes it to you, like you Mm -hmm. know the way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, where are you in all of this? Like He, Mm -hmm. it just starts becoming so much more personal as He goes through kind of the motions, right? Like He goes through and progresses in even how He's talking to the Lord, which is really beautiful. That part in verse 5 where he says, I say, Mm -hmm. I say, you are my shelter, my portion in the land of the living. I just thought like, okay, number one, I want to say that. I want to pray that to the Lord. But then number two, I loved his already sense of that. Like the already and not yet. Mm -hmm. He's going, you are my portion in the land of the living. Like, yes, you're my portion forever, but you're Mm -hmm. my portion right now too. And I think that sometimes I can defer like my hope. My hope is in something mm. that is yet to come, but I also have what a living hope. Yes, um, and so I have the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and so like just to like say that out yes. loud to our souls mm-hmm. is good. There's a theme emerging here, and I had just said to Rachel before we met with you today, Courtney. I was like, I trying to figure out like what's different about this week, this group of Psalms, right? Than what we, and they're a different group of Psalms. So that's what's different. That's what's different. Um, But there's a theme emerging here because when you said, Courtney, we may not understand, but we can still trust. I see a thread from that to Mm -hmm. Rachel, you saying like, there is an already, Mm -hmm. even when there is still not yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's both. And what struck me, and this actually was when I was reading Psalm 63, which you all will get to on Friday, continue to jump around, that there is power in speaking what we know to be true, but we may not feel. Yeah. Like there is, you know, we're learning from the Psalms, okay, it is good and right, and we are invited to speak to God what we are feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... There is power in speaking what we may not yet feel, mm-hmm. you know, and saying. That's so good. in Psalm 63, to say that, like, your faithful love is better than life. You are my helper. Mm-hmm. Your right hand holds on to me. Like, there are times when, or you satisfy me. Mm-hmm. Like, to say, you satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can pray that and say that even if I am currently feeling very discontent mm-hmm. and unsatisfied. Yes. And it helps shape us. Yeah. Yeah. Think about where, no, I'm totally interrupted. Think about where David was when he said that. Like, it's astounding to me that he said, You satisfy me That's with right. rich food. My mouth will praise you. Like, he is in the desert. He's in a cave. Yes. You know, That's right. and he is not eating rich food. He is not in the palace. He is in dire straits. He is mm-hmm. thirsty and he hungry. He is thirsty and hungry. He is not laying down on his bed, but he talks about when he's on his bed, what he's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, like there's 
there's this confidence that even in those times, and I love what you said, Amanda, about saying it out loud. I just told my daughter yesterday, she got some kind of bad news and she was pretty just sad about it. And as we were talking through it, I said, you know, what I do sometimes, I literally will stand at my window and look outside and I will say out loud things Mm -hmm. that are true of God, things that I know Hmm. to be true of God, because I'm preaching that back to my own soul. And that's really how David starts, right? God, you are my God. And sometimes I think that's all we can say, right? Like, you are my God. There is so much in that, and I am going to trust you. And then he's like, he goes on, though. Like, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to do. But that saying it out loud and reminding our own souls of what is true it is a powerful way to yes. remind ourselves of true truth, but then also to remember the corporate aspect of these psalms is that that's what we do when we gather with the people of God. We are mm-hmm. saying out loud true things. And as I look across the sanctuary, as I look across the congregation, which is what the psalms talk about, mm-hmm. and I see you know, my friend over there who I know the struggles and sad things in her life, and I'm hearing her and watching her proclaim these true truths, Mm -hmm. it changes me. And as I say them out loud, and I'm saying them not only for myself, but for those around me, like it changes us, right? And so as we, as David prayed this solitary prayer, but we use it in corporate worship it changes. It didn't just change David, right? It changes us individually. And then we do that corporately. We strengthen each other corporately by saying these things together out loud. Yeah. Like Psalm 34, like magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together because it strengthens us to do that. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like what you pointed out also, Courtney, about just like the circumstances in which this psalm was written, that he is in the wilderness, like in a yeah. cave, and that like, I'm satisfied. And so I started like, even the, like as you were saying that, I was like looking at like, oh, like his present reality versus his, we talked about last week, like the truth and the truer truth, right? Like the more real thing. And like, just kind of looking at that, that he was both hungry and satisfied, that he was mm-hmm. both faint and strong, that he was both helpless and held, both in danger and secure. Like, yes. I think that like, that's the reality of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. All of these things, we are helpless, in danger, hungry and faint, and we and, are helped, yeah. satisfied, secure mm-hmm. and strong. That's beautiful. Ooh, it is. Beautiful. And that's what we learned from that psalm. Mm -hmm. You know, Courtney, you just said that to say what is true, that that changes us, Mm -hmm. and there's a reason that we do that. Do you know what else it does, y'all? This is the sword of the Spirit. Mm. Like, this is spiritual warfare. That's right. It changes the literal air Mm -hmm. around us and the battle going on around us. It is our offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. And so there is a reason that it changes us. It is living and active. It is the Word of God. And there is power in that. There is power in you standing and looking out the window and repeating back these things that you know to be true of God. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. And what makes me want to do it more. Our souls need that. Straight home and just do like a prayer, psalm walk all over my house. That's right. Now, my pastor's wife taught me years ago, she said, stop asking your kids permission to pray for them. 
I have taken her seriously and like taken that model. I will walk past, put my hand on my son's curly head, mm-hmm. Lord, I, and I will just like pray some true things as I walk past him. And he's used to it now. He's not afraid of that anymore. But <laughs> yeah. like, I will put my hand on my daughter's knees, say a couple of good words of encouragement of mm-hmm. truth, and mm-hmm. just like talk to the Lord about her so she can hear that. Yes. So not just for ourselves, but preaching that to the people around us, whether yeah. it be our kids right. or our friends, like. I mean, I was on the phone with a good friend of mine the other day, and she was in the busiest week of her life, like, or at least of her year, and just so overwhelmed. And I just said, just hush for a minute. I'm praying for you right now. And just like, but that's what we got to do. Like, that is Mm -hmm. like the sword of the Spirit. It is for Mm -hmm. our souls and is for others. We get to wield that for others as well, right? Yes. yes, Rachel, just for the record, you can tell me to hush that you're going to pray for me any day of the week, okay? <laughs> I'm just, I'm here for that you got all day it. long. You got so, it, yeah. you got it. <laughs> true, uh, true words. Y'all you know, listening, make that happen today. Go pray for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it reminds... Guerrilla warfare. <laughs> it reminds me of the Shema. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. That like, listen, mm-hmm. Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And that these words I'm giving you are to be on your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, Mm -hmm. when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. The point here is surround ourselves, right? This should be our air. (laughs) Yes, populate the air around us and the space around us with Mm -hmm. the truth of God's Word. Because it is powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is true. And it is truer than the truths in front of our eyes. It is truer than the truths in front of our eyes. I love that. And yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We debated last week if linguistically we can have true and truer truth. But I say yes. Yeah. In the uh, kingdom of God, good. yes. I'm going for it's our it. our podcast. We'll say truer <laughs> truth if we want. Yes. Come on. It's true. <laughs> you all, have we touched on I think we've just danced all through. around. I think we've had a lovely time. We haven't talked about Psalm 84. Have oh, we not? On day 18. Love that. How do we Let's miss land it? there. All right. Flip so in. this is a prayer of longing. Oh, that's a good... Yes, classic we did miss psalm. it. Mm-hmm. It is. All of these are classic psalms, but like this is a great one. Do you want to read some of it or do we want to talk about it? I think we should read a little bit. This has a bit of a greatest hits vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these lines you're going to remember. How much of this would you like me to read, my friend? As the Spirit leads. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start in verse 1. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord of armies. I long and yearn for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Hmm. Even a sparrow finds a home and a swallow, a nest for herself, where she places her young near your altars, Lord of armies, my King and my God. Hmm. How happy are those who reside in your house, who praise you continually. I love that image so, so much of just like, even the birds are welcome here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is the safety that we find. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Verse five, happy are the people whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca. They make it a source of spring water. Even the autumn rain will cover it with blessings. They go from strength to strength. Each appears before God in Zion. Lord, God of armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob. Consider our shield, God. Look on the face of your anointed one. Better a day in your courts Mm. than a thousand anywhere else. 
I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of wicked people. Hmm. For the Lord, God, is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Happy is the person who trusts in you, Lord of armies! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Yeah. This is a psalm of the sons of Korah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know much about the sons of Korah. Anyone? I, I don't either. Yeah, I think they were a division of the you know, descendants of Levi, and they were the ones that worked in the temple. And so they're ah, talking so they would to— know. Yeah, so they're talking to the people, I think, who are traveling— long ways to see and to be in the house of the Lord. And I, yeah, Hmm. I think that what this psalm is is doing, I think what it was intended to do is to challenge our hearts to say, what do you long for most? Mm -hmm. Like, what what is it that your heart longs for more than anything else? And then you get down to verses eight through the end, and it's like, there is nothing better. There is nothing this world can offer. I mean, your God is light and life and protection, mm-hmm. and you are blessed and happy. And Like, this is the best that you will ever have, and mm. to cause our hearts to long for that because, oh, we long for lesser things. I long for right. lesser things all the time, all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. There's a song that our friend Christy Knuckles released this spring called This Is The Hour. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's this beautiful overture leading up to it, but that opening line, I've probably mentioned it on the podcast at some point before, but I just love it because she just comes in after like maybe a minute and a half of a beautiful of Nathan Knuckles and music. Christy Knuckles music. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then she just comes on and says, this is the hour to ask our hearts, what do you love? And it's just like this, like, okay. And then she, yeah. then she just ushers us into these questions of our heart of what, is, or what are we longing for? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that our heart longs for? And it feels like a psalm. It feels like mm. what the sons of Korah are asking, like, mm. how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord of armies? I long and I yearn for the courts of the Lord. My heart mm-hmm. and flesh cry out for the living God. Do our heart and flesh cry out for the living God? They do, which makes me feel like I'm Andrew Peterson. They do. They do. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Oh, love that song. So good. Mm -hmm. I feel a sense of like Holy Spirit, like say when in reading this psalm and Mm -hmm. then thinking about Mm -hmm. the image, Courtney, of like if the sons of Korah are part of the, the Levites who, you know, served in the temples, then they would have seen yeah. a bird mm. in the rafters right. making her home. And I just feel this like sense of the Holy Spirit saying, would you just settle here? Because this sense is of place. A, this is a good place. Yeah. And your heart can be happy here. Happy in like the bones deep way, mm-hmm. right? Of like mm-hmm. just knowing that you belong, that you're cared for, that you're seen, that you're loved, that you're in the dwelling place of the Lord. And like, I don't settle well. Like, I don't mm. rest mm. well and, you know, be still and know that I'm God. Like, I, that is hard. And um, I busy myself well. Yeah. Very good at that. Mm. Well, yeah, you yeah. are. You mm-hmm. are. Well, no, but I think that, yeah. like, that's good. How do I settle well? Yeah. In the, it, just in the true anchorable things. Yeah. How am I making this too hard? Can yeah. I just. Yeah, just like rest a minute here mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in this place that is better than anywhere else. Yeah, 
better than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. good. And check me on the Sons of Korah. I think that's right. <laughs> we will. Now we're like, nope, now we're making it. a whole push sure. on it. I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. brought my But here's the great thing. We have we have show notes. Y'all, if you don't visit them often, shereadstruth.com slash podcast, I think is how you get to the show notes. Yeah. But we'll, we'll have details for you there about the Sons of Korah because um, we'll do the research. And I think that we'll definitely link those two songs. This is the hour. Mm, and yeah. is he worthy? There's a, a song. I think I've mentioned this one on the podcast before too, but... Mission House, which is Jess Ray and Taylor Linhart, there's a song that the lyric is, if I were a bird, I would make my nest in your sanctuary, Mm. and I would never want to fly away. And Mm. so now I hadn't connected that to Psalm 84, but that's, you know, likely. Yeah, yeah. So good. This is such a good way to close out the Mm -hmm. series. I love it. In our Psalm sandwich, before we... Mm. Open our Bibles to the book of Ezra next week to just kind of land here in this prayer for longing (laughs) feels Mm -hmm. really appropriate as we think about people of Israel in the book of Ezra and where Mm -hmm. they will be as we join them next week. Does that make you sad to be leaving the Psalms for prayer? A little bit. Yeah. I'm a little excited to take them with us, right? Mm -hmm. And we can. What a great psalm to end on, too, because it's longing to be in the courts of the Lord. And, you know, the temple have been destroyed, and he's going to come back. And and Nehemiah are going to build it. They're going to, yes, like they're longing to be the people of God in the place that God had for them again. So that's That's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we go. It's not the last day of reading for this week, but I think that the Spirit is kind that we're Mm -hmm. landed here in this psalm for longing. Mm -hmm. Courtney, thank you so much for your time. And you're just such a wonderful woman to get to just talk about God's Word with. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Thanks for having me. This is such a joy. So a gift. So fun. Uh, Friends listening, you know what's coming next week because we've already been talking about it. We are Mm -hmm. going to, we are women and men in the Word of God every day. And so that means you have a job to do this week, a good invitation to do this week. And that is to open your Bibles and, or your study books, your reading guides, and read these Psalms for prayer and engage with them and engage with the Lord and His character and His goodness this week. And then we will go into the book of Ezra next week, which I'm really looking forward to. But until next week, Courtney, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. <laughs>